Hello, welcome to the Fantastic Grotto. My name is Rudy. Joining me is my lovely co-host Tasha. Welcome to our Cave of Wonders as we discuss movies, television, thingamabobs, and all things fantastic. Miss Tasha, how are we? I am having an amazing day. How are you? Good. <laughs> Today was a great day compared to the last week and a half. Ooh, been a rough week and a half? Yeah, you know why. No, yeah, but everything's good now. <laughs> Everything's in its place, just the way I like it. All things are good. Literally a week ago, I'm pretty sure God was giving me a sign to just go home for the day and not leave the house. But everything is good. I'm good now. So no complaints here. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad that you have a better day than your last week. That's positive. (laughs) Thank you. Upward motion is always better. I had a solid week. As we said, my birthday passed. It was great. I went to eat at Tatiana's, which... So I was supposed to go to Trinidad, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. My cousin works for an airline. She was doing a layover in Trinidad, which means she was going to have a hotel that her job was paying for. So she was like, hey, just come with me. And that's where my family's from, so it wasn't like I'm going someplace super foreign. Uh, But I wanted to go. So that was the plan. But I told her, I said, I should just buy the flight back because you're working it. So you're going to definitely come home. But I don't want to play those games on standby. And she said, you should just chance it. And and everything in my gut for my whole life has told me not to listen to my cousin. And I don't know why I listened to her. <laughs> I don't know why I listened to her this time. She's like, I'll just chance it. Whatever. Who cares? If you go, you don't go. If you stay, like... Very fly by night. Who cares? There was two seats left on the flight coming back to America. And I said, absolutely not. I am not putting myself through the standby Olympics. I'm not built for it. I didn't train for it. She -hmm. likes to get on the plane and get where she's going and pay for her ticket. I should have bought it. I don't know why I listened to my cousin. I'm not doing that again. (laughs) I'm just going to buy my ticket. (laughs) But I ended up staying home and going to Tatiana's with, if you guys, ever heard of it i may have talked about it on the podcast before it's a black owned restaurant outside of the met it's in lincoln center it's Ooh. amazing it's so good you can never get a reservation i didn't have a reservation you just get there and i wait online and i ask them can i have a seat and it, ha- it works for me every time but this time the chef kwame he's the owner Ooh. he was there and people who were outside waiting to try and you know just get fit in he brought us little drinks Oh, that's nice. Yeah, of course not alcoholic, but he bought them to us. Here you go. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for waiting. And and I mean, Kwame is uh, super black. Super black. The menu, super black. (laughs) (laughs) The music, I was like, hmm, it's all the cuss words in this music. When I was the first time we were in the restaurant. I have a quick question, though. Is it, since it's so busy, is it the type of restaurant that's only open at night? They open at five, so yeah, oh, at five, oh, five to eleven. Not bad. Um, it's very busy. It's not a very large restaurant. Uh, like I said, the playlist it has all the curse words for all the rap songs, and oh. it's not just old school rap. Like, oh, it's like the old classics. No, we were in there and they played like old school Jay Z, and then they played Glorilla, and I was like, I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much here. I, wait, another thing. question. When he gave you guys the drinks, was it like a full cup or glass of whatever drink it was? Um, so it was the, you ever seen an old school glass of milk, like the big bottle? 
Oh, yeah. And then you know how they make the like little mini versions of that bottle? Don't tell me it was a small version. It was the mini version of it. Well, the big oh, one is a carafe. No. That's a whole carafe of juice. So no one can drink that. But the smaller <laughs> ones are the ones that you give somebody for a serving of juice. It's enough. Uh-huh. It was a lot. Oh, for, okay. Yeah. But it was nice and it was free and it tasted like it needed some liquor in it because, you know, that's who I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. He was a good time. And, and it was just a very simple, low key birthday. Oh, man. Whiskey is the drink that almost killed me. That's the one drink I refuse to have. I just cannot do it. I can't. I can't do it. I'm pretty sure Uh... Rogelio was born that night. My evil twin. My (laughs) (laughs) That was the night he was born. So never again. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'll drink some whiskey. I prefer tequila or rum is my preference. So. Okay. But yeah, but there's nothing. Did anything good happen this week? Nothing at all? Uh, mainly just things going back to normal. So okay. it's a long story. You know, it's a long story, but it's really, really good. Uh, I will say this, though. Next week, my dad and I are going to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash. So, we're, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, I was joking excited. with him a few days ago. Yeah, I was joking with him a few days ago. I said, Dad, I'm going to take you trick-or-treating. He's like, okay, mijo. So it's super exciting. <laughs> I bought a really nice trick-or-treating bag. It's orange. It looks like a pumpkin. However, on the bottom half of the bag, it's clear. So it looks so that way you can see your candy from the outside. And there's also kind of like a mouth. Yeah, so it looks like the pumpkin bag is opening up its mouth. And you can clearly see the candy. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Don't forget to take the free bag. They also give you an Oogie Boogie. You know, you get the bag they give you. It's tiny. But yeah, we'll get one. It's tiny, though. So that, yeah. 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 So what we're going to get it just in case if we get extra. Um, I just love it because it's, you know, steamed and it always has whatever outfit the characters free. have on. Yeah, yeah. And it's free. And they <laughs> give you big handfuls of candy, too. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So you got something to look forward to. That's good. Yeah, I'm super excited. Spooky right. season. Now that we've wrapped up our weeks, let's bring it on. Fantastic news. Today on Fantastic News, these are the stories that recently caught our attention this week. Sailor Moon is one of the most beloved anime shows of all time. The show originally debuted in 1992 and was later rebooted in 2014 with Sailor Moon Crystal. Kotona Mitsuishi, who voiced Sailor Moon for both the original series and the reboot, said that the upcoming and final project, Sailor Moon Cosmos, will be the last time she voices the character. Mm. Yeah. Oh, we grew up with her, Tasha. Like, yeah, that's sad. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? In the English dub, she's had, I believe, a total of three different voice actresses in English. But with the Japanese dub, it's always been the same actress. It's Kotono. So it's always been her and... Oh my gosh. I'm glad she came back. It's very nice and bittersweet, but it's like, oh no, it's the end all over again. Well, you know what? I am I love voice acting because I feel like people are able to be the voice of something for such a long time. Like the guy who does Optimus Prime, he's been doing Optimus Prime since it came out. Mm -hmm. In the what was that, the seventies or the eighties? It's twenty twenty three. You still got the same job, bro? That's why Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I love that about voice acting, that people are able to have such longevity in their career and stick with the character. Mm -hmm. And like you said, then the fans, you know, we grow up with you, you become a part of our lives. So it's bittersweet that she's leaving, but I'm glad that she was able to see the project through so many phases. Yeah, there were so many great memories growing up. And you know what? I have a quick little story to tell you involving Sailor Moon. The first time I saw her was on TV. The first thing I saw was the Sailor Moon movie. 
it was with my sister. It was like Saturday morning in our pajamas. I think we had just finished eating cereal or something. <laughs> and I remember it was literally like the last 10 minutes when she was battling Fiori. I think that was his name. And remember how she was like protecting the scouts and they were like crashing into Earth on that like rock or asteroid. And then she kind of like died for like five, like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon. Me and my sister were crying because we were like, oh, no, this 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 nice pretty girl just died like it was literally our first time yeah. <laughs> and then of course you know uh darian or mamaru that's his name in the japanese dub like he kisses her because the like the alien guy fiori like helped him bring her back i don't know it's complicated to explain but unless you've seen it but yeah then she lives and and that was the beginning of our journey with sailor moon until this day my sister and i every now and then will bring it up and it's like fun memories and i'm glad that we can finally see the final season as well i still need to watch it uh crotono thank you for everything thank you for giving us sailor moon we had a great childhood and thank you for coming back there is no release date for here in america when we're going to get sailor moon cosmos but when it does come out you know we support her and the entire cast and thank you for this journey sailor moon we love you (laughs) I don't think that's going to be the end of Sailor Moon, though. That's just the end of her as the voice. They're going to... It's a cash cow. Don't stop. It is. No, can't yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Look, can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> the Britney Spears musical, Once Upon a One More Time, is sadly coming to a close. The musical made its debut in 2021 and will have its final performance on September 3rd. The play is a retelling of some of our favorite fairy tales while they jam out to some of Britney's biggest hits. And Tasha, this was actually a suggestion from your friend Cheryl on Instagram. Hi, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Cheerfully, <laughs> Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. So we went to see this. My friend Janita and I saw this randomly because we love princesses. We love Broadway and we love Britney Spears. So why would we not go? But it, I'm sad that it's closing. It had Justin Guarini in it. With the, If anybody remembers the very first season of American Idol, he was the one who came in second it was kelly and then it was him oh wait didn't they do a movie together yeah oh him okay it was I a do terrible movie <laughs> <laughs> terrible movie Ugh, let's not talk about it oh man but it was an amazing show it just britney spears and cinderella and all the princesses and cinderella's basically having an existential crisis and so Britney Spears' greatest hits, and it was fun. I wish more people would have went to see it. I wish it could have run longer, but that's kind of the thing about Broadway. If people don't buy tickets, something amazing can go completely off and close, and, you know, it just be something that if you got to see it, you saw it, and if you didn't, then it was a moment that you missed. Oh, man. Is there a particular song that you're glad that they did sing and which one they did not sing where you're like, oh, man, why did they, why did they have this song? Um, I, I wasn't missing any songs. Oops, I did it again. That one was good because Justin Guarini actually sings it because in the play, he plays everyone's Prince Charming as opposed to just being Cinderella's Prince Charming. He's a Prince Charming. He's a prince oh, in every no. single. Yeah, yeah. And so they kind of there's a part in the play where. Snow White sneaks with Cinderella into the ball for something and she goes, what's my prince doing here? And Cinderella goes, that's your prince, that's my prince. And he was like, oops, I did it again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. So he's an F boy in the show, basically. Basically, yep. Oh no, he's a busy boy. No! Mm -hmm. It was, it's great. I 
Love it. Uh, what's the other one that I like? Toxic. The stepmother sings Toxic, and it's really slow. Oh, it's not okay. fast. They made it. They slowed the tempo down. I think. Think the thing that this show may have suffered from is the fact that it you can't listen to any of the music on, say, Spotify or Pandora or any other place that you stream music, Apple Music, things like that, because they I don't think they have the licensing to make an album, whereas other shows oh, make an album. But if you could, that the versions of these songs, the way they did them and the way they're different, it that toxic. I I almost stood up when she was finished with it the first time because she's singing it so slow and so operatic and so creepy. Mm-hmm. Because the part where she's singing it is she's convincing the narrator because he's the one in charge mm-hmm. to banish all the other princesses so that her two girls, because she's a stepmother, can mm-hmm. become the main princesses. And she's telling him how toxic they are, the other princesses. So it's Wait, like, so when you say that you almost stood up, it, like stood up as in, in a good way or in a bad way? In a good way. Like, good I wanted way. to oh. give her a standing ovation in the oh. middle of the song. Had to wait until the end. But, yeah, it was a great show. Sad it's going to go. But mm. be a lesson to you guys. If, you, if, I, if something, you want to go to something, a show especially, just go because it could be going tomorrow. Man, I would have loved to have seen it. That would have been so much fun. I'm so mm-hmm. sad. Like, I literally mm-hmm. found out about this the other day, and I'm like, man, I wish I knew this from sooner. Yep. And at the end of it, they have these glow bracelets, and it's a dance party at the end of the show. So the show ends, and it wraps up, and there's, like, Ooh. two numbers, two extra dance numbers where they're just dancing and vibing and, and freestyling on stage. It's really nice. Ooh, Cool. To everyone involved in that play, thank you for your amazing performances, even though I didn't go see it. But still, I'm guessing it was that good of a show, you know, according to you and Cheryl. So I trust both of you. And for our final story, we have some fun little updates in regards to the music scene going on right now. For example, Victoria Monet has some new music out. Uh, I love the album Jaguar 2. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, Tasha, did wait? are you a fan of Victoria Monet? I do like Victoria Monet. I haven't had the time to listen to this new album though, but it's been oh, getting such rave reviews. Yes, yes, I loved it. I've already like played it three times. I love it so much. My favorite songs so far are "Love All Right," "Hollywood," and "Goodbye." I also like "Party Girls," and the "Smoke Reprise." I love this album so much. It's such a vibe. I love it so much. I just want to like play this car everywhere I go in my room, in the car, while I'm doing like just everything. I love it so much. I love her voice. And do you have a favorite song from the old album, by chance? I have to. I'd have to look up the album real quick. I like. Check. I know that the. I know that the video that she just came out with like, a few weeks ago, is such a moment. It's On such a moment. Yes. So good. I got Sierra vibes from her when the video starts. I mean, I I feel like it's not necessarily Sierra vibes as much as you're getting like the early O's R&B vibes because Mm -hmm. she's pulling every single scene. She's basically pulling from like an existing video or a cultural trend. It's great. So, I I mean, I really love the album. Not the album. I really love that video. I haven't Mm -hmm. had time to listen to the album. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wonder if she'll be here in September. So, maybe I'll go see her. Ooh, cool. Yeah, the album is 35 minutes long. I know that uh, in this social media TikTok era, people want songs to be shorter. Um, For example. I hate that. Yeah, me too. Let's talk about that. I can't stand it. I'm like, at least three minutes. At least, please, because it's not enough. I know they want more replay value. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the same. Like you're lost in the song, and then all of a sudden, oop, it's done. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I saw right before pressing play that it was 35 minutes long because I want to see how many songs they had. And I'm like, oh, only 35 minutes. Uh, OK, I guess her previous album was 25 minutes, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, are we going to get 45 minutes for the next <laughs> album? But yeah, so I get that record labels really want to work off of like TikTok and stuff like that. But still, honestly, you do have music lovers out there that still want a full album. They want to check out a body of work. Yeah, songs are barely reaching three minutes nowadays, and that's sad. That is sad. I don't like it at all. Not one bit. Uh, I also wanted to point out from the music video, there's this one specific dance move, and I had to like rewind it twice because I was like, wait, what what are they doing? So the dancers and uh, uh, Victoria were all in a line, and they had their jackets off, but while dancing and while holding up their jackets, they were helping each other put it on. Yeah. It's like two, three seconds long, and I'm like, whoa, wait, do that again. I think Kappas do that, if I remember right. Mm. That might have been her shot. I think so. But it's one of the black fraternities they do that. So That was so cool. As I was telling you, a lot of what that. she's doing is pulled from existing existing things. I think that was a Kappa thing. If I remember, I could be wrong. Please, the Greeks, don't get mad at me, guys. I, I didn't cross the burning fan spot. Like, I'm not one of y'all. But I think that's where it's from. <laughs> Yeah, please don't cancel Tasha. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know, I know it's one of y'all. I just don't know which one, and I know it's the boys, it's not the girls. So mm-hmm. but yeah, we love Victoria. Thank you for your <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> Check out the album, everybody. And that's all we have for today on Fantastic News. If you have anything fantastic that you would like for us to discuss, please send us a message on Instagram at the Fantastic Grotto. And now we're going to take a quick short break. Welcome back to the Grotto, you guys. Uh, as you know, we have been reading a ballad of songbirds and snakes written by Suzanne Collings, the prequel to the Hunger Games book series. And this is our take on the, what's left of the book. So we've discussed a good chunk of the first half or what I was saying, the first part when the last time we talked about it. Tasha? Um, I We're finished with the book. And I just want to say... Coriolanus, because that's how you say his name, is absolute trash. Yes. This entire <laughs> book. Mm-hmm. He's selfish. He's conniving. He's always of two minds about things. So he will have the good idea, the, the better idea, but will go with the terrible idea nine out of ten times. And everything is about him. I wonder, and I haven't looked it up yet, if she specifically wrote him to be horrible or if we just think he's horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let me ask you this, because I was thinking about this, too. Do you think he's a good leading character? I mean, he's interesting because he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, put it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, hmm, what kind of how is he going to take an, a, a situation that's not about him? Flip it and turn it to being about him. And then also make himself of the victim to add the cherry on top of this icing of nonsense. Yeah. Like, so I, I think he's good. He's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say good. I have a question. Uh, same question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was a good leading character? I, I want to say no, because, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a dick. I just feel like there were times where he was kind of boring. I'm um... not going to lie. That's just the way I felt. Um, don't get me wrong. It was nice reading those moments where he was being conniving or maybe he was kind of plotting something. 
again, he, you know that saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer? Uh-huh. Uh, that's what was going on while he was sitting with the other mentors while they were watching the games. Even though he was kind of concerned, but you can kind of tell he was like keeping a close eye on them at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that's how he lives his life, right? Like just always yeah. on constantly the edge. On, on the edge because he wants power mm-hmm. and, a, and, and fame and, and he just wants status so badly. So um, we're not, for this part, the only specific that I want to get into is the end, the last scene. This is what I wanted to ask Rudy about. And so mm-hmm. this might be the biggest spoiler if anybody wanted to skip spoilers. Um, so watch out there now because we're about to start talking. Um, what did you think about how, that last scene when they were in the woods? I was kind of freaking out because I was like, wait, Lucy, where are you? Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because, again, we know nothing about her mm-hmm. in the Katniss series, right? Yep. So I was like, okay, this is intense. And then even leading up to that with Sejanus, is that his name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sejanus. Oh, poor Sejanus. Like, I like him and then I don't like him. <laughs> but uh, I was that was kind of intense, though, honestly. And I'm kind of not surprised that he's a little bitter moving forward from here yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i lucy i liked her in the beginning and i feel like because she wasn't the main character i feel like i didn't love her as much in the end once we were done mm-hmm. yeah and honestly i i'm not gonna lie i'm just kind of like did we really need this book suzanne that's just the way i feel about it I loved exploring the world, but as far mm-hmm. as that last scene goes for the listeners, in the final, one of the final scenes of the book, Coriolanus and um, Lucy Gray are running away together because he has murdered someone and she is the final person alive who knows. And there's also the murder weapon that is floating around somewhere. As they're leaving, he finds the murder weapon and immediately decides that he no longer needs to run away. Instead, he needs to kill Lucy Gray. Uh (laughs) He makes such a sharp turn and we knew he was terrible. I just didn't know how Suzanne was really going to wrap this up because this happens in like the last 15, 20 pages of the book. It happened very quickly. It felt a little rushed to me. Thank you. But I'm excited. Like Exploring it is great. I can't wait to see it. Uh, even though we're not promoting that, I can't wait to see that, how they, how they really make it come true. Uh, as far as favorite characters, I still have Tigris. Um, you don't even have Lucy anymore. Mm-hmm. Or has it, <laughs> has it changed to someone else now that it's not Lucy? So, yes. And you and I talked about this on the phone. Dr. Golf, believe oh. it or not, ended up being my favorite character. She's I so love Dr. Golf. Good. Yes. Oh, Suzanne knew what she was doing with this character. Hippity mm. hoppity. I love Dr. Golf. Dr. Golf is an absolute nut job, guys. I, I cannot wait. Again, we're not promoting this, but I cannot wait to see how it comes out. Um, Dr. Golf is conniving but smart. Mm-hmm. Demented, Demented. Twisted. So twisted. And the idea that she sent Coriolanus away into the peacekeepers and was like, yeah, no, I was only sending you there for the summer when he thought he was banished forever. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> it's crazy, too, because when it, um, what's his name? Uh, Dean Highbottom 
And I actually like really like Dean Highbottom too. Wait, let me ask you this. Did you want a little bit more of his character throughout the book? Or do you feel yes. like we got on? Okay, yeah, me too. Thank you. Because I was like, mm, this is a good character. I want more. And I feel like... Uh, I feel like if she saying? went back and she explored in another way, because remember, we're like, we love being in this world. We're not sure if we really want to be with this character. I exactly. wouldn't mind exploring him and uh, Coralina's father and what happened between them, like really mm-hmm. seeing that. That'd be cool. Yeah, when he said he was basically used by his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Snow had to get some tendencies from someone, and I feel like he got it a little bit from both uh, Gaul and mm-hmm. high bottom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell here's the thing back to the original book series what i like about uh snow and i had to really think about this what separates snow from president coin is that snow played a gentleman's game if that makes sense like mm-hmm. he wasn't afraid to be ruthless but he wasn't chaotic about it like yeah. president coin so i feel like in a way that's why i'm saying he took a little bit of both from gall and high bottom because high bottom i remember when he won the games he brought him in and he put out those three items. It was the handkerchief, the compact, and then it was the... What was the third thing? Why am I forgetting this? It was three things? Yeah, I believe it was three things. I oh, no, it was, it was like a napkin. That's what it was. Yeah, it was a napkin, a compact, and... Um, oh, it was the napkin because it was from when they were together at the zoo. Yeah, that's what it was. So he's like, in a weird way without saying it, he's like, so what's this, my friend? And you're just kind of like, oh... <laughs> But then you're freaking out, too, because you're like, wait, did they kill off Lucy? What happened? So mm-hmm. and then when he is sent out as a peacekeeper, I was surprised by that, too, because I was like, wait a second. So he's not going to go to the school or university. But as we know, by the end, Dr. Gall says, oh, yeah, we start this Thursday. So at least he gets to go to the school. But I thought it was trippy and interesting how he was sent out and he just didn't know anything of what's going on or even if the letters with Tigress were going through or not. Well, I think that he knew they were going through like after like two weeks in or a week and a half in because then he started to get mail back. Because once he started getting mail back, it was better. But it it was done on purpose. It was to isolate him, to teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. I thought Suzanne rushed quite a few bits of this book, but we'll get to that when we do our full review, guys. So we're actually yeah. gonna we're gonna stop here. <laughs> uh, we're going to take another quick break. And uh, then we'll come back with the rest of the show. Please, please make a note to try and follow us and let us know if you read the book, how you feel about the book. And then uh, if you have any questions that you want us to answer when we do our full deep dive of the book. So let us know at the Fantastic Grotto on all of the social networks. You can also email us at the at gmail.com. Thanks for the time, guys. We're going to take a quick break. Bye. Bye. Well, more like be right back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Be right back, guys. Welcome back from break. Thank you for staying with us. We're so glad to get today's main topic. It is the end of summer, right? Unfortunately, but yes, go ahead. I went into Target and all the back to school stuff was out and about and it made me and it makes me very sad. It has always made me sad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, It's always made me sad. When I was younger, because my birthday is at the end of August, I didn't want to talk about going back to school until after my birthday. As a fellow August person, and I know you guys go back to school. We don't go back until September. You guys go back in August. Did you used to be in school for your birthday? 
Uh, no, thankfully, no. I was off during my birthday. Thank God. Would you be irritated when they started talking back to school before your birthday even got there? Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be so pissed about it. I'd be like, no, 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 no. We cannot talk to about, about school until after my birthday. It's very important. All right. So today's episode is about going back to school. That whole process about buying clothes and getting ready and getting hyped or not getting hyped. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> back to school. So I'm glad that you're with me because my beef was always, hey, let, let my birthday finish and then we could talk about school. Oh, Tasha. Yeah. No. Let, my, let my birthday finish. Same with you. Like, you're pissing us off, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me have this. This is my one day. Did you ever, for your birthday, and this, this only applies to a few of us, did you ever get school supplies for your birthday? Never. Nope. Ah, <laughs> oh, they used to try and play me like, we got you this. I was like, no, you didn't. You got that for back to school. That better not be my birthday gift. Probably like a two for one sale, maybe. Mm. You know how this is the thought that counts? I would be so offended if someone gave me something like that. It's like, how dare you? Like, you really didn't think of it at all. Yeah, you weren't thinking about me. You were thinking about you. <laughs> You're not even going to get a Christmas card for me for Christmas. No, not even. Oh, You're not getting anything. Terrible. I hated that. I used to be like, why would you guys do that? Yeah. <laughs> but back to back to school. My favorite thing to buy for school was a new coat and a new pair of shoes. Oh, fancy. Look at you. I loved it. I'd be like, because we have to have a new coat every year because remember, I live in a place that has weather. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't have weather. So you probably didn't get a new coat every year, but I'd need a new winter coat just about every year. Because you grow as a kid and also you you really do bang them up. And new shoes, new boots, same thing. Snow shoes. (laughs) What was your favorite back to school piece of clothing that you had to buy? It was always a new pair of jeans, honestly. Yes. There's something about a new pair of jeans that just hits right. I don't know why. It just does. Still to this day, right? Still to this day. (laughs) They're expensive, but yeah, till this day. I say that because I still buy a new coat every year. (laughs) No, really? (laughs) Well, it's kind of your thing, you know? Why not? I'm like, oh, it's September. I need a new coat. Sis, you do not need a new coat. You have not grown in 20 years. Stop buying coats. (laughs) Stop buying coats. Coats and boots were my favorite, and jeans were your favorite. Okay, another question. Mm-hmm. Favorite school supply? Favorite school supply? Okay, Ooh. I don't know what these are called, but these were like bendable rulers. Like they wouldn't just bend in half; they would bend. Okay, they would bend to the size of like a domino, like when you're like knocking down the dominoes. Really? I don't remember what those are called. Me either, but they were so much fun. I would not pay attention in class and just (laughs) just play with it. It was so much fun. I was so happy the day I finally got one. Uh, My parents thought it was like, oh, yeah, he he needs a ruler for school or whatever. Little did they know that was just me to mess with. I I barely used that little ruler, but I loved it so much. Yeah. I loved getting a new binder or new notebooks because you could always get like character ones. You know, so whoever oh, you are obsessed fun. with, you could have that. Yeah. And then pens. I love pens to this day. Mm-hmm. I'll go and buy pens. There's no, there's n- rarely a reason for me to write anything down. Mm-hmm. It's 2023. Everything is typed into my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm probably somewhere buying a pen that I will not use and a notebook that I will not use. But there's still something about it to this day. As much as I hated them ruining my summer and talking about going back to school, I love school supplies. Yeah. (laughs) I love them. They're great. 
What about your first day of school? Would you first be like the night before though? The night before, it's interesting because my mom would always say, was like, hey, you guys have school tomorrow, like get to bed. So we would, but I feel like we didn't really take it seriously. I feel like the morning of, we would just kind of be running around. Not my mom. Like, my mom, she would she would be like, hey, so you guys got to get going. So, you know, get get to it. But my sister and I, well, at least me, I would be like, okay, what am I wearing? What am I wearing? Okay, get something to eat. And we would walk to school. And it's interesting because we lived in a safe neighborhood. And one of the schools that we were at, uh, well, technically two schools, they were really safe. So we would just casually just walk to school. And it was like a 10, 15-minute walk. Mm-hmm. so again i find it interesting how some parents are okay with their kids just going to school by themselves because i think i was like 10 11 when my sister and i were five years apart so I, again I, w- I would be like 10 years old she would be five so we would like walk to school together just casually like it's nothing like no adult supervision again it's in a safe neighborhood so maybe that's why my mom was like oh they'll be fine it's okay they know the way back so but so looking back now i'm just kind of like wow like you and dad really just let us let go. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So looking back now, I would never do that to my kids if I ever have them. So, you yeah, know, I personally want to see them get into school. Besides, you never know if somebody takes them, God forbid, or if they run off somewhere else, especially when they're teenagers, because some kids skip school by their by the time they're in high school or junior high. Honestly. Oh, yeah. 100 uh, percent. You, you were you school. excited the night before school? Nervous? Nervous for sure. I mean, if it's like a whole new year, then yes. If we're going back to school like from winter break then it's perfectly fine i'll now, be excited the whole yeah. New year, i'm talking about the fresh new, fresh year that's the back to school i'm talking no, yeah, about the fresh year i would be nervous because it's like oh i hope i get to be with my friends like <laughs> I hope I know someone it's scary when you don't know anyone and it's happened before in junior high and high school i'm like i don't know these people it's not I, the same and i mean as far as your house did your mother make you guys start going to bed earlier maybe like a week or two weeks before school no um i feel uh, like yeah bedtime was like legit nine o'clock that was it so she understood sometimes you needed that extra hour just to like shower and get ready to go to bed so that's why no like usually... in the summer you guys didn't get to stay up later mm, yeah we could stay up later but she didn't say like okay start going to bed earlier on like a week before none of that uh-uh so like we could stay up as late as we wanted in the summer but then about a week or two weeks before you would have to start going to bed at your normal back to school bedtime, the eight thirty mm-hmm. nine o'clock after you've been living the good life all summer. It was yeah. miserable. Aww. I hated it so much. <laughs> what was <laughs> the bedtime cutoff for you guys? Like eight o'clock or seven? Eight thirty nine o'clock. Ooh, okay. Eight thirty was my bad. bedtime, and eight thirty nine o'clock. Which, yet yeah, now as an adult, it sounds great, but that's just because I'm perpetually exhausted as a kid. <laughs> I wanted to be up and playing all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated that. So you used to go to school and you'd be worried about your new class and you worried about new friends. What about new teachers? Um, I was pretty excited, you know, because um, I feel like I feel like as a kid, you're like, oh, I hope, you know, you know, I make friends and someone likes me. So I feel like that's what is with the teachers like, and eh, whatever, I'll see you every day regardless. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I loved all my teachers growing up. Except no, one, because I feel like he would always yell at us. Like, I think he had a temper. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. as kids, you don't really know how to, like, voice that you're afraid, you know? Because it's, it's like, hey, our te- teacher is always angry. I feel like most kids, or maybe all kids, I don't know. But, like, they don't really know how to voice that. Because maybe, like, oh, maybe the teacher's stressed. But it's like, no, like, this teacher would throw stuff, like, across the room. It was my third grade teacher. I remember his name, too. I remember my fifth grade teacher and she pushed me and I was not, <gasps> yeah, I was not having it. I told my mother, I don't play. 
Like what, she was wait, already what, a problem. But she what ended up me. happening? My mother went up there, <laughs> and it didn't. And it, it didn't work out for her. That's what I'm saying. Oh boy! I was oh in um, uh, the gifted and talented, and I think that after our year, because the parents complained so much about her because she was not great, and we were. Not, I know you were saying like kids don't say anything, but maybe in fifth grade, because you were in third, this is fifth grade, so we were a bit older, but we, all of us are going home and complaining to our parents and then the parents started talking to each other. And then I don't think that teacher ever got to to teach an accelerated class again. Oh boy. You know what? I mean, if there's a pattern of behavior, I'm glad that the teachers, I mean, not the teachers, the parents got together because it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, there's a pattern of behavior. Now you have all these people angry. What are you going to do now about it? So Mm -hmm. I'm glad they did something. Yep, I remember that. I also, also, I can't believe someone laid their hands on you. How dare they? Yeah, she was like, you know how they're trying to get the kids back into class? Get into class, get into class, get into class. And I went up to her to say something. She was like, I said get into class. And she pushed me. <gasps> and yeah, my mother, my mother flipped out. But yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Don't mess with the mama bear's cubs. Yeah. Never. Uh-uh. So, Don't you dare do it. <laughs> so, but I used to be excited to meet, meet my teachers as well, unless if I was still in the same school and you know what teacher you're going to next, you know a little bit about that teacher. And then if you heard that they were really hard, you'd be like, oh no, so-and-so is the worst, you know? Mm-hmm. Gosh, growing up was a trip. I hope everyone listening is having the same trip down memory lane that I'm having because that's where my brain is right now. I'm like, oh my god, I remember this. That's what that's why I wanted to talk about it because just remember that feeling growing up? Yeah. That excitement that when the air gets a little crisp, you're like, okay, we're about to go to school. That fall feeling. Mm-hmm. I just, I like it so much. But let's talk about things on the first day that we hated. I hated lunch food. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. It's so bad. Was oh, your lunch good? I feel like, okay, junior high, best cafeteria food ever. Elementary and high school, hit or miss. Honestly. Oh, so yeah. bad. The thing about the first day back, why I hated it so much, is I've just spent two months being able to eat good food when I felt like it. Mm-hmm. And now I have to eat this nasty food and I have no other choice. This is terrible. This is terrible. I hate this so much. Also, talk about the bad. First day of school, teachers that give homework. Oh, I hated it. I was always shocked. Yes. I, most of my teachers uh, growing up, even through high school, like the first week was okay, but there was there was always that one teacher every now and then that would be like, okay, so tonight's assignment, read this. And you're like, wait, already? Like... let us get settled in man (laughs) i feel like with my teachers it was always a man doing that too i would get the i would get homework the first day of school every single year i never went back to school and didn't get homework the first day of the year oh and you know i have another question i guess that memory lane okay did you guys get summer packets of work that you had to do and hand into your teacher for sure once i think maybe a second time i did not understand why we needed to do that and Tasha, I'm so bad. This is how much I did not care for it because I was like, nope, canceled irrelevant as a kid. I did the homework the night before we were supposed to go back, and my mom was pissed. Yes, always. Like, you had all this time, you started, you're doing yeah. it now. And she's like, yeah. So there we were. She, I know she was helping me. I think my dad was there too. I can't remember because my dad, I love my dad so much. Don't get me wrong, both of them, I love him so much. It's just that my dad, sometimes he would work a full-time job and a part-time job or mm-hmm. two full-time jobs, believe it or not. 
Mm-hmm. So shout out to my dad. So I, I think I remember seeing him helping me with homework. I just can't remember if it was that night specifically, but I know he's helped me out with, with homework before. But yeah, my mom, oh my gosh, she was so mad. And as a kid, because you know how when you're little, you're sometimes you're like, oh no, I did something wrong. And sometimes you're like, dang, why are you mad? It was one of those, like, dang, why are you, <laughs> why are you mad? mad? <laughs> it was on me. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. No, but... <laughs> Look for real though. Looking back now, I'm like, dang, Rudy, you really did not yeah, I did that, that homework. I used to be so mad. They used to give us these packages. You would get like, and then it would be getting crazy because you get like one reading, one math, one mm-hmm. science. After a while, like now, come on now, like. Mm-hmm. For me, on. for sure, it was math. I know that was the main reason why I didn't do it. I, I know there was English too, but for sure, it was the math. The math was the reason why I was like, no, I don't want to do this. So. I mean, we used to have them every summer, and my mother used to be like, I, I'm not playing with you. We will not be doing this the night before. Make sure you finish it. So I would be finishing it the week before because she said nothing about the week before. Uh-huh. She said the <laughs> night before. I'm still within my boundaries. I have a question for you. Uh, did your parents ever make you do homework right when you got from home? Um, so when I was younger, like elementary school, we could come home, we could get something to eat, we could watch one TV show, mm-hmm. then we would do our homework, and then we could watch the, the rest watch TV and then eat, and then like eat our dinner. Because you know you come home and you're starving because you need a snack? Yes. Especially you because you didn't like the food either. So. Yeah, I would be annoyed. <laughs> um, so I would come home and eat whatever my snack was, and then do, oh, we'd watch like one show, and then we'd sit down at the table and everybody would do their homework mm-hmm. in elementary school. By junior high... Nobody told me, like, I could do my homework when I wanted to do my homework, how I wanted to do my homework, just as long as I got it done. You know what's weird? And I've noticed that I feel like every generation goes through this. I remember my parents telling me, because I don't know if it was, I think it was math homework. It's always math homework till this day I'm bad at math. But I remember them helping me with homework and they're like, oh, I don't think we learned this growing up. Like, mm-hmm. is this new? Did you, did you guys go through that too? Yes, but me and you probably went through it for the same reason, because our parents are immigrants. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Okay. You and I went through it for the same reason because our parents are immigrants, so they didn't learn math the exact same way. I only did homework immediately after school. I think for one week. I can't remember if it was third or fourth grade. It just seems so long ago, so that's why I'm like, okay, I think it was third grade. But anyways, I remember I did that for a week. I can't remember if I did that on my own or if my mom asked me to do that. But again, it lasted a week, so I think it was just me being like, oh, I want to just get my homework done and out of the way, and then I could... Anything else about the first day of school that, like, sticks out in your mind that you remember? Did your teachers ever assign the seatings? Like, you would sit down and then... They oh, everybody. I hated that. Yes, like, it made sense when you're next to, like, a friend that's, like, being talkative with you. That that I understand. But I I don't know. It's weird. Especially when you're sitting next to a weird kid and you're like, I don't feel comfortable sitting next to this person. So... It's happened a few times before to me growing up. I know that's not nice, but still, even as a kid, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this kid being next to me. So that's just me. Did you ever go through that? There's that. Yes, the person next to me I don't want to be next to, but then it would be two other things. I like to sit in the third seat. The first seat, you look too eager. The second seat, you're still a little bit too eager. So (laughs) the third seat is a comfortable place where I can look and the teacher knows that I'm paying attention, but I'm far enough back that when I'm not paying attention, they can't really see me. So, you know, I I had a strategic, like I like the third seat kind of in the middle, not too close to the windows because I want to be cold, not too close to the door. Like I strategic. Mm-hmm. And then I also didn't like when they did it like that if it was alphabetized because my last name comes near the end of the alphabet. And honestly, I can't sit in the back back either because your girl can't see. 
No. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure to talk about first day of school and just how that made you feel and bring back because I always, as soon as my birthday is over, I'm always remembering that feeling and getting dressed and getting put on the bus and, and worrying that your bus driver may or may not be cool because some bus drivers are super strict. And then worrying about, you know, if, if you're going to enjoy your first day, if you're going to have any new friends in your class. Mm-hmm. So I hope that everyone is super nostalgic as I am. I want you guys to let me know how do you remember what it felt like to go to school? What did you hate about that first day? What did you love about that first day? So keep us posted. Let us know on the socials. I'm going to post that as a question for the episode. Um, and it was fun just discussing that with you. Yeah, that was super fun. It's always nice going down memory lane. Mm-hmm. And you know how much we love to talk about all things nostalgic here at the Grotto. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we're going to close the episode out today and say thank you once again for listening. Please keep up with us on all social media platforms at The Fantastic Grotto. Please be advised that we have bonus content behind a subscription wall. Uh, we'll put tiny versions of it out so that you guys can hear a little bit of it. But subscribe. It's $2.99 a month. There will be extended episodes, bonus content, things to that effect. Let me know um, about um, the types of things you want us to cover. You can put that as well. Rudy will post that on the socials Like if there is a specific thing you want us to cover in our next episode. All right, so I want to thank you for spending time with us here today. If time was money, you couldn't pay it back. So thank you for spending it here with us today. Need anything else, Rudy? That is it for today. Thank you guys for listening in. Thanks for your time, guys. Bye. Bye.